Welcome to episode five of the fantastic Two Ball Golf Show with myself, Dan Hendrickson, and my co-host, Lester Barnes. And they said it would never last. And you keep going with that one, but we're still here. Number five, and what a week we've got installed. It's a future award-winning show, this one. Do you think so? I think so. Yeah. Think this chance? Yeah. I think if we get enough subscribers and enough followers, then you, you're right, Bernie. I think you've got a good chance of <laughs> taking this to the top. Well... I mean, it's been a busy week, isn't it? Can I just take you back, Bernie, before we go? Because we've got a lot to get through, haven't we? Obviously, Ryder have, yeah. Cup has been pretty mega. Um, pretty mega for the Europeans. Pretty mega for the Americans in some ways, because they've got some it, thinking times to do. It was eventful, to say the least, wasn't it? Massively. Full of it, loads of incidents, lots going on, loads of excitement, some good golf, some bad golf, um, some good moments and some bad moments. It had a bit of everything, didn't it? Just what you'd expect from... The Ryder Cup. The biggest event in golf, basically, isn't it? I, f- I think it's fast becoming one of the biggest events in sport. Yeah. For everything that's connected with it, how it's grown, and it grows year on year. Um, how it hits the back page of the newspapers now, and it pushes the football up for, in this country off the back pages. And the, the last couple of pages in the, the sports section was all about the Ryder Cup. You had to dig deep to find any other sport, which is brilliant. Well, I think that's absolutely and It's a fantastic. great thing for golf, isn't it? Yeah. Well, and it all started on Monday, Tuesday and Wednesday at Le Golf National on the DHG channel, didn't it? And it couldn't have started any better. It couldn't, because <laughs> no. I think, I feel like we inspired that team. And I know that Captain Luke probably said, right, boys, watch this, because this is how the Europeans get it done <laughs> on home soil. Because that's what we did. We, we, we got it we done. Exactly that, didn't we? We put the young, uh, the young whippersnappers in their places. Yeah. And um, we, we, we dominated a bit like Europe did to America. Exactly right. Exactly the same. Right. It was, it was a carbon they, copy of what they happened. They did not know what was going on. Several days later. No, absolutely right. And we're wearing our Footjoy um, Ryder Cup 2023 shirts yeah. because we feel like we look the part in these. I'm actually yeah. due to, this, this is due to be given away, really. But in some ways, I kind of want to get it now maybe signed and kept. Imagine That's if I could get all the teams to sign this over the years. It'd be good, wouldn't it? That'd be That's, great, that'd be it? some achievement, though, wouldn't it? Wouldn't it? it would. Yeah. Get them all in the same room to sign it. It'd be good, <laughs> wouldn't it? Um, but I want to take you back. Before we go to um, the Ryder Cup, I want to yeah. take you a week prior to the Ryder Cup, the Solheim Cup. Yeah. Now, I'm not uh, somebody that sits down and necessarily watches the Solheim Cup. I will absolutely watch the highlights and enjoy, always enjoy watching the highlights of the Solheim Cup. Um, but we had Vicky, who works down in the pro shop here, she actually went over and watched the Ryder Cup, uh, Solheim Cup, so, yeah. over in um, Finca Cortesine down in Spain. Uh, said it was a fantastic, fantastic uh, event, as they always are, and, and yeah. growing rapidly to become, well, r- almost like rivaling the, the Ryder Cup, isn't it? Yeah, it'll help as well when they go alternative years as well, I think. It was a bit close to the Ryder Cup the week before. Yeah. Probably didn't help help that with viewing figures and stuff, I guess. So having it every other year and, and in between will help, won't it? Help grow it. It'll make more focus, particularly on the Solheim Cup, because unfortunately, male sport and male participants, it does get dominated slightly in in, in the sports news, doesn't it? So yeah, it does, maybe yeah. I would have said the Ryder Cup would have took away a little bit of coverage from the Solheim Cup, particularly as it was a build-up. So the build-up to it. Yeah, yeah, yeah I think I they were that. a bit unlucky with that, although the fact that it was a, it was a great event, again, yeah. a, a tight finish, which was what you want, 
that was all that the Ryder Cup, in my opinion, lacked was yeah. that tight finish and you know coming down to the last couple of games would have been good. But the, the Solheim Cup had that, which was which was brilliant and um, came down to the last part, didn't it? To, yeah. to to influence the result of the actual of where the cup was going. And talking staying. about yeah, talking about that, and this is something that um, has kind of got me thinking or sparked my mind with regards to like. Winning the Ryder Cup, or sorry, winning the Solheim Cup or Ryder Cup, if you're obviously holders of that trophy, cup, yeah. then you don't actually have to win the event to retain the cup. I, my, my feeling is it's such a massive event like both of these are now. My thoughts were, well, shouldn't you actually, if you're going to win the Ryder Cup, shouldn't there be a result? There has to be a, a final... You know whether that's then you you send out another um, another team at the end or another singles pairing of your choice. It's like a sudden death, almost like penalties going to yeah. penalties. Like like you don't just because Argentina have won the World Cup and they they then get to the final of the World Cup next next or four years time. So if there's a draw, you if there's a draw, they, they, they just retain it. Yeah, like, but yeah, but what about boxing? There's a there's a good example for you. Go on then. So if you're the if you're the champion, say you're the say you're the um, world heavyweight champion. Yeah. And you fight and you draw, you retain the belt. Okay. They have to beat you to become the world champion. You don't just it's, it's a draw. Don't let's who hits who hits the next one first wins. Yeah. They, they literally they, they they know the rules before they start and there's a cut off. And I just feel that if you change the rules of, a, of an event like that, you're taking a bit away from the fact that to go and actually win in normal time is, for me, would be more special than, you know, having a playoff and winning. You To win that, you actually want to go there and go, oh, we won that outright, not, oh, we won via a playoff. I just feel like it, it it's not broken, so why... Why, why change try, that why aspect? Try change. Okay, yeah. so now I'm going to put the I'm going to put the ball in your court now. Okay, because okay? and I'm not I'm not saying this out of, out of, because I want it changed. I, I just, feel this is going to be controversial. This is going to be slightly <laughs> controversial. But imagine if you're so last two years ago. Yep. Okay, two years ago I was the captain of the of the uh, Ryder Cup. Okay. Yep. So I'm the captain of the Ryder Cup. I um, I go to America, and I win the Ryder Cup. Yeah. Okay. So I've won it. Now, obviously, my my captaincy gets passed over to you because you're going to be the captain in two years' time. Yeah. So you come over to um, Europe, and you're now representing. Uh, you're now you've got your team going to be going up against the Americans. But but obviously, I've won the Ryder Cup as a captain. The team yep. has won the Ryder Cup. You finish all square. So you finish with a half. Yeah. Or a tie, as they like to call it nowadays. And you retain the Ryder Cup. You retain the Ryder Cup. Yeah. Do you feel that you do you feel as a captain that's your job is just to retain it, or would you prefer to have won it? I'd prefer to obviously. I'd prefer to win the match. So you'd want to win the match, but at the very least, you'd want to retain it. You wouldn't want to lose the Ryder Cup, would you? Or you know, you wouldn't want it going back to the states. Um, I, I, I can see arguments for both both points and. I mean, how dramatic would a playoff be, and how you know? I mean, it'd probably be difficult to view it, wouldn't it? If it was, if it was literally one-on-one match or a two-on-two yeah. two match with one one particular match playing. I mean, you've got so many people there now watching. Logistically, it'd be difficult to see what was going on, I guess. But as a captain, would you then feel, oh, hang on, I've only retained it. I want to win. I, you know, you got to remember, yeah. you're a, you're a, you're going to be a past player, so you're going to be someone who has. Um, competed at the highest level yeah. and you finished all square. 
So do you then go, oh, well, let, please let me be captain one more time. I want to, I, I need to go and win that. I mean, that brings up another, another point, which I don't really understand now is why you only do one, why you only have one year or one event as captain. Like, why do you only have one shot at it? Well, and, and I think previous, I in, in, I actually looked that up in, um, in years gone by. Yeah. So in previous generations before what I would call our generation, which is pr- pretty much like the nineties onwards. Yeah. Prior to that, yes, they did. They did do multiple More, yeah. times. Why of, do they know? Well, I've got a feeling that you might see you might see that happen. You might see that happen again a little bit more now, possibly because I think you know even at the press conference last night when when I was listening to the chat with Luke Donald, they did ask, "Would Luke Donald do it again?" And he said, "Nobody's asked me," but mm. you know, you could I mean, see in his eyes like, "Would he yeah. like to go to America and and win it?" Which which we'll come on to in a moment, but I, you know, I, I think I think that's yeah. absolutely right. There should be you know, and and he did such a great been, job. Why not? There have been a couple of captains that have done it done it twice. Yeah. Um, do you think it's got anything to do with the fact that some of the the more experienced former Ryder Cup players have joined joined Live? So the opportunity now for them to be captain, like your Westwoods, your Polters, who would have been potential captains, now aren't going to be captains. There's probably less of a pool yeah. of people I, to select. Maybe I don't know. I mean, I honestly think. I honestly think that because the build-up to it is a two-year, you know, those yeah. guys, and I know Luke Donald came into it after Stenson was steps aside and Luke Donald yeah. came in, but Luke Donald had a, a year of dedication to the Ryder Cup of what he... So it's a two-year process, and I imagine yeah. that then to carry on as a competitor and things like that, I, I would imagine that's quite hard. I watched a Sky Sports documentary, which was a chat or a meal around the table with... Um, Nick Doherty was interviewing Colin Montgomery, Thomas Bjorn, and Paul McGinley. Yep. And he asked that actual question, if the time came again, would you want to do it again? And Colin was like, I'm going to answer that straight away. No. The stress levels of being captain, he didn't, he, he, no. he said that he, I mean, let's be honest, if he was probably asked again, he, prob- he probably would do it. But yeah. he did say, no, I, don't, I wouldn't want to do it. Whereas the other two said, yeah, I would like to do it again. Yeah, like because they were all three winning captains. So, um, but yeah, I agree with you. I, I think if you've got a good formula, why not? Why not stick with that? For me, that's it'd be um, it's sort of not needed, but it'd be it'd be beneficial to the team to have a a continuous captain, one that does it. You know, he's done. Luke's done so well this Ryder Cup. Why not take that good feeling, more or less, the same players over to America? And I think that gives us our best possible chance of actually winning. Yeah. On foreign soil, so why why would you not do that and try and build it rather than go right new captain? He's got new ideas because what what Luke did and and you know how he prepared for it, how the, even the pairings and everything, it just worked so well. Like, why wouldn't you want that that high that he's got from this and just literally take that to America and carry on? I'm almost, I always feel like if you literally had the Ryder Cup tomorrow, started again, and you played the same players, we'd actually go over and win there because the momentum is so positive. Mm. Why would you not want that? I don't understand why you'd then want to bring in somebody else with different ideas who hasn't done it, hasn't experienced how he's experienced it. I suppose in a way it's a, it's a case of, of sharing it around and, you know, there's there's a lot of players, if you look through the years, that they could probably get through. Yeah, but why are we sharing things around? Surely if it's such a competitive match and we want to win it, if it's just yeah. if it's just an exhibition, it doesn't matter, does it? I mean, yeah. you could be captain, I could be captain. 
Dave down well, the I mean, road. Could I be feel captain. like we've earned our spots now. No, but it's meant to be like we're now building up. They're building up as such a such a high profile event, which it is. Sure, and you want to win it. Why? We want to give ourselves the best chance of winning America. Yeah. Why bring a new captain? Keep the same captain. Keep the same core of players. Maybe if a couple are out of form, you bring a couple in. Rose might be on his might be on his last one now. Yeah. Um, but why? Why not keep it as it is? It's not broke. Don't doesn't need fixing. Doesn't need fixing. Okay, moving you on then. Um, there's going to be a lot of heat now, certainly to Zach Johnson. Yeah. Uh, and the team, there's been a lot of confusion, I think, with regards to or a lot of media hype around. There was some illness possibly in the camp. Yeah. There was uh, a bit of a frax, fraction in the camp. There was um, Patrick Cantlay was, 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 create, was creating an issue with regards to, and this is all just hearsay, yeah. uh, creating an issue with should the players get paid yeah. to be playing in it which is why he took his hat off and didn't use his hat and then that wasn't true because he just didn't have a hat that fitted so like it's a bit of a bit of a mishmash of, of what's Ricky going Fowler, on covid symptoms apparently wasn't symptoms. With the team all, all, all week, all week. And didn't want to play um, so the the question one of the one of the things that i've seen is that following on from the fedex playoffs yeah the the guy the americans ended up with about a 5 week break yeah. Up until up until um, playing in the Ryder Cup, and what that was one of the biggest things that kind of came out from what I could see from the media side of things is there yeah. was a five week five week break for those American team. Um, taking Brooks Kepker out of it because he was playing live, and there was still yeah. a couple of events I think went on between then and then the Ryder Cup. So, um, and then the Europeans were playing after the FedEx. They were playing in the Irish Irish Open was one, and I think the BMW PGA, which all the team played in the BMW PGA. Yeah. And then I believe that also the Europeans, obviously the whole team went out and did a practice practice session a couple of weeks before the actual Ryder Cup, whereas the Americans only a only a let's say three quarters of the team actually went out and did that. The other the other couple were a bit busy, yeah. I think. So what 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 do you think on that? So controversially it's just excuses, isn't it? The Americans, unfortunately, Zach Johnson leading the way is full of excuses why they didn't. I don't. Win. No, no, no. I don't think it's come from him. I think it's more from the media that they're they're probing now. Okay, they're well, they're chucking the hand American, grenades in the there. The American media then. Yeah. It's just excuses, isn't it? Why they didn't win? They're looking for the reasons why, and and probably some of them might be valid. Okay. But the last time at the last last when it was over in 2018, they were moaning that they I've I've seen all the reports so they'd overplayed. They're all burnt out. So burnt out, I mean, you yeah. can't have it. What is it? It's fifty-fifty, isn't it? Yeah. One way or the other. I mean, to to me, they, there's no there's no excuses for not being match fit or being prepared because they've had every opportunity to come over. They could have come over. I'm pretty sure if any of those top Americans had wanted to come and adapt to European conditions, they could have got in contact with any of the tour events and been like any chance of a of a sponsor's invite or whatever to play in the events. I'm pretty sure that the French Open wouldn't have said to the likes of Brooks Kepka, I mean, not Brooks Kepka, he's playing live, but any of them, no, you can't, oh, they, we don't want you playing this week in the tournament. If they'd, have, yeah. if they'd have made an effort and gone, right, we want to play this week, can we get in the event? I'm pretty sure they would have bent over backwards to get them in the event. Yeah. So they had no excuse. They, if they had five and a half weeks off or five weeks off, why didn't they come over and play 
why don't they go come to Italy two weeks ago and, and prepare properly? Um, but they they wouldn't have stopped them practicing, man. They would. They were playing. I mean, it's good Fair for time. the yeah. it's good for the it's good for the country. It's good for the course to have them over. So, to me, there's just that, there's too many excuses. It doesn't help. I mean, you look on the first tee. There was some great um, sort of captions, wasn't there? Where Till Hatton and um, John Rahm were cuddling each other when they were being announced. Arm in arm, yeah. And then you had the, the two American guys, forget their names, were stood probably two metres apart. I mean, they might have been doing COVID, COVID restrictions, but they were two <laughs> metres apart and they didn't look like a team. And as soon as I saw that, I was like, they just don't look up for it. They don't look like they've... Some of them didn't even... To me, some of them didn't even look like they wanted to be there. Uh, Whether there was all that... All, everything and was I, going on backstage. and I remember when they won at Whistling Straits and I remember chatting with you about it and it was probably on a Sunday morning show or something where you said, I remember you saying that you feel that now the US are going to dominate for a number of years. Yeah, yeah. Because that team was so, so strong. However, between then and now, there's a lot that's happened you know, you, you've got to think that the li- whole live thing has happened. Yeah. You know, so Dustin Johnson was was a massive part of that team. Yeah, he, he won. He went five out of five. Five out of five. Yeah. Um, and then, you know, so there was a there's a there's a couple of players that you could probably have said, well, probably Dustin should have been in that team or whatever. Yeah. But we do need to eat our words a little bit, though. Don't yeah. We? Oh, definitely, hundred percent. We got it. I got it totally wrong. And I apologise for that. I well, no, no, no. At the end of the day, you got to just what you feel leading up to it, isn't it? That's all it is. You can't, you know. If I could have changed my opinion it. once I saw what was going on, and and you know, before when they were announcing the players, they just did to me. They just did not look like they wanted to be a team. And I, you know, did you think if you're not bothered about playing the Ryder Cup, why playing it? Like, what? Don't bother. Like, just makes just come out when you're injured. Yeah. It looked to me a few of them didn't want. I don't know why didn't want to be there. With regards to which side, the Americans just didn't. Oh, a few of them yeah. didn't look like they wanted. I don't know. It was just yeah. body languages. I'm not. I mean, I'm not a thing for for. Start, I don't. I'm no body language expert, but just don't know what you thought. But some of them just didn't look like they wanted to be there. No, I, I, it's hard didn't to look say. Up for I it. think like I think, some of them I think did. at the end of the day, I think they took a bit of a pounding in the foursomes <laughs> in the first day, um, and I think that obviously is going to knock you a little bit and probably shuddered them a little bit but I think the point I was trying to get to was that we said that we were you know we maybe wouldn't have put in Rosie no okay and he actually won the Nicholas Jacklin award yeah um we possibly wouldn't have put in Shane Lowry because um because of possibly form and not not necessarily because of them individually but but because of who they were going up against yeah yeah you know, uh, as in, like, sh- could there have been another couple of players yeah. that had gone in? And maybe, maybe we actually thought that because we felt that possibly the American team was so much stronger and the history of the American team coming into this Ryder Cup was so much, so much strength, yeah. that was it actually a good time to give some younger players a, a bit more of a run out? Your Moronks, you know, should he have been in that in that? He's not actually that, that young, though, is he? I don't know how he is, but... <laughs> in his 30s, um, yeah. But yeah, I know what you mean like blood, blood a few in for yeah. getting ready for future Ryder Cups, and I mean there's still probably an argument for it. But um, he, he, to be honest, you can't criticise anything really Luke Donald did. I mean, no. even players Nailed who were it. massively out of form, Bob McIntyre. I think there was on Monday, Tuesday, he was on the driving range. He sort of separated himself and went down sort of the far end of the the range away from all the other players and he was really working on his game and there was reports that he he was struggling off the tee and he was really out of form but 
when it when it sort of came to it, and I mean, he if he was out of form, it didn't really show. I mean, he raised his game and played. You know, he got he got points and, and contributed to the victory, like everyone did in that team. And it was a, it was a complete team effort, which was was great great to see. Um, Everyone supporting each other as well. You know, it's brilliant to see, isn't it? Yeah, it is fantastic to see. Absolutely fantastic to see. Moving it on then. Yeah. I want to take you back to the 18th green on the second day. So this is the Saturday. Yeah. Matt Fitzpatrick. I keep saying Matt Fitzpatrick. Matt Fitzpatrick. The Danish version. Danish version, <laughs> Matt's. The, with Rory McIlroy versus Patrick Cantlay and Wyndham Clark. Yeah. Uh, Patrick... Cantley holds his putt. Everyone gets a bit excited. Hats come off, start flapping hats around, and that's a, a gesture back to the crowd because there was an issue with um, basically the crowd making fun of Patrick Cantley as they were going around. So the whole team got behind Patrick Cantley and started moving their hats around or swearing over the top of their heads. And so did Patrick Cantley's caddy. Yeah. Um, Joe LaCarva. Now, Joe LaCarva is the old caddy of Tiger Woods. Don't know if he's having a break from Tiger Woods or whether he's finished with Tiger Woods. Not sure. But he's obviously a very experienced caddy. He gets a bit excited in the heat of the battle, kind of is wandering around the green as he's flapping his hat around to the crowd, uh, of which he didn't walk onto um, Rory McIlroy's line, but he certainly was in Rory's space. Rory kind of asked him to back off by what I could see there and made a gesture of that. And then um, he didn't say anything to Rory, I don't believe. No. But obviously it did get a bit heated and then Shane Lowry got involved and in, in this, that, that was other. afterwards in the car park, wasn't it? Well, and then it then spilled over into the car park where Rory vented himself yeah. to Bones, the caddy of Justin Thomas, to say that it was not acceptable. Yeah. What was your thoughts on that? Well, I mean, we all say and do things in the heat, in the heat of the moment, and that we regret later, don't we? I mean, I don't think there's anybody that is alive or watches this podcast will ever think they've never lost their temper or they regret some of the things they've said or done. It just, it just got out of hand, didn't it? It was all, it was all a bit of nothing, really, for me. Yeah. Um, there was mistakes either way. I mean, I'm one of those people that if someone reacts angrily to me or aggressively to me, I'll give it back, which is not right, don't get me wrong, but if Rory had maybe just gone over and said, look, can you just... Look, right, fair enough, this is funny, like, can you move away? Yeah. Then maybe... But he obviously responded in an aggressive manner, so he was met with aggression. And it just got blown out of portion doesn't it the, the 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 parking lot thing was funny you see that every Saturday night down yeah. Torquay where Rory was waiting for his big mate to help him out um, <laughs> Shane yeah, I mean, if, if he was if he was actually if anything was actually going to happen he would have he would have gone over and done something when he had the opportunity but he, he waited till Shane pulled him away and pushed him in the car and he got yeah. more aggressive hold me back boys hold uh, me back yeah, as Shane was pulling <laughs> him away he suddenly got more aggressive and he was gonna he was gonna sort him out so um yeah it was, it was something enough and it was diffused quite quickly I think by the fact yeah. that there was a meeting or he arranged a meeting with Rory and and um, apologised apparently so as far as I'm concerned it was all um, a bit of nothing a bit of nothing good publicity though it shows the passion I guess I, I guess and it, um, what do you think about the whole situation so for me I looked at it from 
uh, a caddy's perspective. So, yeah. you know, I get that, that Joe, that was, you know, it's exciting, you know, that, that yeah. Patrick Cantlay has given U- US hope, just like Ian Poulter did back in Medina, you know. But, do, you think, do you think he was annoyed he wasn't getting paid for the week's work? Maybe he was, maybe he was. <laughs> I don't know how that works. No. I think, I, to be fair, I think it's the Ryder Cup pay the pay the caddies yeah Yeah. so i think the the caddies are covered anyway i think that um like joe i don't think joe's really done a massive amount wrong there in the fact that he's okay he's walked up into into rory's space which is which isn't ideal, but then where is Rory's space? He probably doesn't know where really that is. It wasn't really aimed at Rory, was it? No, it was no, 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 crowd, no. It was aimed so... at the crowd. It wasn't to do with Rory. It was no. just that Rory attacked him, not attacked him, but like sort of questioned his position of where he stood yeah, on yeah. the green. So from that point, I don't think there was anything of concern. It was just no. back off, let the player do his thing. It's a massive putt as far as I'm concerned for the Ryder Cup situation. So it was a big moment. Yeah. So Joe should have just backed off. However, he he let his frustration come out when he started shouting across the green at, at Shane Lowry, and Shane Lowry was 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 agitated probably as well in the yeah. background. So um, yeah, I, I think that it didn't need it certainly didn't need to get any anything beyond that. You know, at the end of the day, caddies are there to support their players uh, to obviously you know support their players in every way possible. When they get a bit excited, which they do in the Ryder Cup. Um, you're going to see a caddy sort of step over the mark, over the line of probably where they would normally be, let's say, in a normal event. But that's the heat. That's just the excitement of I being mean, involved, the passion of it. It wasn't know? just caddies that overstepped the mark. There was a, there was a few incidents, wasn't there, but with players, um, officials, you know, um, so even even people watching watching the golf that would have overstepped the mark at certain yeah. occasions. And it just it's life, isn't it? Unfortunately, not saying it's the right or anything like that. Um, but yeah, it was, it was um, the media blew it up more than it was, and I mean, As if you go do. on any social media um, forum today, you'll see that particular video and the one in the and car will, park, and, and it's it will all keep over. Going. Yeah. And it will keep it going for stop. months and months yeah. and months to come, and it will come up in the next Ryder Cup yeah, where there was a heated thing, or when yeah. or when Patrick Cantlay is going to be. Um, playing alongside Rory McIlroy, it will be brought up at they that point. They hate each other, they hate each other, and whatever. Yeah. So, so they'll be, they'll be like this will continue. And, and actually, yeah. in some ways, if you think about it, it gives us something to talk about at the same time. Exactly. Podcast, if there wasn't so. any, if there wasn't any incidents, we would be sat here. I'd be telling you what I got up to on Saturday night, and well, I, that might, might, that might make a good quite, podcast. Quite entertaining. <laughs> so another thing that I wanted to bring up was my thoughts for the um, Nicholas Jacklin award which yeah. is basically the person so this award came about when t- um tony jacklin had like a two footer um to halve the match and uh jack nick against jack nicholas and he gave him the putt i think it was back yeah. in the, i want to say in the 60s um he gave him the putt from two foot he didn't yeah. want to get, he didn't want to get jack didn't want to give him the opportunity to miss that putt which can no. could probably affect someone's career you know yeah. if you miss a putt like that or on the flip side he holds the putt it could affect his career in another way yeah. so but jack didn't want to do that and then they created this jacklin uh nicholas jacklin award for the player that that is i don't really know so player that shows the most respect i suppose throughout yeah. the event that award this year went to justin, justin rose yep i had my i had my my thoughts were going to be on Victor Hovland because I thought so why Victor is that, uh, the reason for Vic, Victor is because obviously he did very well in the event but yeah. not only that he, he as far as I was concerned he kind of 
he kind of led the team. He what he is currently, as far as I'm concerned, the best player in the world right now. Yeah. He is playing the best golf in the world right now, and he led that team with not only a record win, but obviously got one. What did he win? Four and a half. Oh, he had a loss. He yeah. did have a loss, yeah. but he um he, he certainly led that team out, and certainly did that certainly in the in the singles as well. Yeah. But he didn't he didn't get like too boisterous. He went just quietly went about his business, you know, smiled everywhere he could go. Let his golf do the talking. Let his golf, let his bats do the talking, Bernie. Yeah. A bit like you, really. Let his bats, always let your bats do the talking. That's what I've done for, throughout my uh, career. life. I wouldn't say career. <laughs> no. Career uh, sort of implies I've made lots of money at it. <laughs> but I just thought it, it, he would, but, but then again, you know, it's possibly... Could you say this is possibly Justin Rose's last Ryder Cup? Potentially his last Ryder Cup? Yeah, I mean, I would... I doubt, I, after the last Ryder Cup, I didn't think he'd play another one. So that was a, a shock to me. But you never know, do you? People have... Um, That's the great thing about golf. Golf, yeah. It? I mean, you can keep... As long as you stay fit and healthy, you could be playing your best golf into, yeah. your, into your late 40s, which, you know, some of those players have actually shown that, haven't they, over the... You know, they've had resurgence in careers or careers have started in their 40s. There's nothing yeah. now... 40 is the new 30, as they say. Um, but you would think that probably it's coming to... He's in the twilight of his Ryder Cup career. If not, it's either his last. We might have one one more, possibly. Yeah. But He's coming down the stretch, isn't he? Yeah, I would say so, wouldn't you? Yeah, I would absolutely right. And, and, and actually, I think, rightly positioned as well for winning that award. Yeah, definitely. Uh, he, he led the team very well. He's the experienced player on that team. And I thought he did a fantastic job. I, and he held some putts, which... Clutch, yeah. absolutely clutch. I would say it was more for what he's done over a prolonged period of time in Ryder Cup situations and maybe in golf that he deserved that award, not necessarily for that one particular, this particular Ryder Cup, although he was exceptional. Um, but yeah, deserved, I think, and it's good that it's recognised his, his, the way he's behaved and the way he's played has been recognised with such an award. Should players be paid... To play in the Ryder Cup? Absolutely not. Totally, 100% no. They earn enough money playing golf and for other avenues. They don't need to be paid to play in the Ryder Cup. It should be a privilege to represent your country or your continent. They shouldn't... They should, just shouldn't be paid. They're, when they come up for their sponsorship deals with whoever they're sponsored by... They will be getting extra money by being a Ryder Cup player. They well will said. use that to gain more money. So why? It's not for me. It's not about money. And I'm of the opinion if it's about the money and you're dis, you don't you want to be paid to play, pay paid to play, and you're not paid to play, don't play in it. Yeah. Withdraw. Say you're injured. Yeah. No one's going to know if you're injured, are they? Just no. withdraw from it if you don't want to be part of it. It should be. It's prestigious. It should be. You know, that should be the pinnacle of any European or American's career, should be playing in the Ryder Cup, or one yeah. of the pinnacles. What and do you I, think? I, no, I, I completely agree. I think what you said there then, where players will have, this will be forever for them. Yeah. You know, whether they become, whether when they finish their career in golf, they become after-dinner speakers, or they, um, or, or they end up doing commentary with regards to round the Ryder Cup just yep. because they were a past player and things like that I think they can live off it for the rest of their lives really of they can. so getting an extra income from um, the coffers of the actual event or whatever you, whatever they however they generate their income I don't, I don't see if, don't see if that. we were having this conversation in the 60s or 70s when the 
the prize money and the revenue from playing golf and the fact it was hard to make a living from golf, then I would have probably said, I would have changed my my answer and I said probably, yeah, they need to be paid because they're only earning X amount of money. But now, I mean, you look at the FedEx Cup and the you know those, and every player in the Ryder Cup is, you know, a great player who has made millions, millions. and millions of pounds yeah. from, from the game of golf. So, why, I mean... I just don't know why you'd even why it's even a conversation. Two questions then I've got for you to, to kind of wrap this podcast up. Yeah. Is who do you feel was the best player for the Europeans? Yeah. And who do you feel was the best player for the US? Oh, it's a tricky one. Isn't it? I mean, you'd say every single man in the European team would be in the shout for various reasons. Whether it was they weren't one of the so-called big names and had a really good Ryder Cup and contributed points-wise because everyone did contribute in the European team points-wise. Um, I would say exactly what you said though. Hovland was, he was a leader, wasn't he? Yeah. He he's experienced beyond his years. He look he look. I mean, he is the best in my opinion. Your opinion? He's one of the best players in the world. He shows he shows that. Ryder Cup he was good in the last Ryder Cup but I feel like he went up a level in this Ryder Cup yeah he did and his contribution I mean even John Rahm's another one he was he was brilliant um, probably great to be around during the Ryder Cup and just if you're if you're a young rookie coming into that team and you're seeing players I mean Rahm and Hovland are not even old <laughs> they've yeah, got yeah, potentially yeah, they got, yeah. years of Ryder yeah. Cups come, both in their 20s I think and um and you look around and you think, crikey, they're going to be mainstays of that team. They're yeah. going to lead that team for years to come. And both of them were, I mean, they would be one and two for me. What yeah. about yourself? Yeah, I, I agree. I think Victor Hovland for me was was my standout player for the Europeans. I thought he was just absolutely led and just kept putting points on the board. And obviously he took um, uh, Ludwig under his under his wing as well. And, he and, looks and, unplayed, doesn't he? Oh, yeah. And, and obviously they got their record win. Yeah. which was which was fantastic to see. But I think the player over on the American side, for me, obviously, Pat, I thought there was two kind of standout players. Yeah. It was Patrick Cantley, who I thought did absolutely fantastic. Great. And I think, obviously, Max Homer was their lead lead points star yeah. for it as well. And I thought that he he's somebody who he has a lot of hype around him over in the States. He's like the, he's the poster boy guy, isn't he? He's, your yeah. J, he's another JT. He's another uh, Jordan Spieth. He's the poster boy guy who personally, I don't feel like he's been necessarily, and you know, I don't feel like he's been stepping up to the mark of that poster boy thing. However, there's a lot of pressure on, on him. Oh, I feel yeah, more than, right. a, more than other players of a similar ilk, yeah. I would say. But, uh, but I think, you know, he, he he did absolutely fantastic, and I think it will give him huge amounts of um, uh, of confidence going into twenty twenty four season. And don't be surprised if you see him picking up a major next year, because I think yeah, I think I think you can see Victor Hovland picking up a major next year, and definitely Max Holmer, and and actually I think Pat, Patrick Cantley could be another major winner as well. They do. There's wanna, three. Covered. They do want to get that done pretty quick, though, because the longer that goes without winning a major, the harder it is yeah. to win a major. Isn't yeah, it? absolutely. Once you get right. the first one, you about obviously takes the pressure off. Yeah, but, um, yeah. I could, like you said, that if if they won three majors or they, you know, they shared 
two of them won a major next year, that wouldn't wouldn't surprise me. No, not at and all. And surely the Ryder Cup, that's got being in that what they've done this week has got to put them in a really good position to push forward and take their careers to the next level. Yeah, which is a major championship. One last thing that I have is um, is the Ryder Cup in a good place right now? That is a difficult question. Maybe even a separate podcast because I feel it is with the way the t- way it's grown and the way it's become a like we said earlier one of the most prestigious sporting events in the you know in world sports not just golf but in or in sport but it is becoming dominated by the home team yeah and is, is that, that a bad thing not necessarily but because if there's got to be if strategy the, if you know the result it's like if man city win the league again they've won it you know won it two, three years on the bounce, and they, if it continues, it goes four, five, six, seven, then it becomes non-competitive, and it becomes like basically like the French league, where PSG win it every year, or Bayern Munich win the German. Why is the year. home? Why is the home advantage? How is for me? There's two reasons why you've got the home advantage there. Number one, the crowd. Yeah. And then number two, the setup of the golf courses. Yeah, 100%. is there anything else? Am I missing something there? I mean, it's easier when I mean for for America if. The tournaments in America, you you will eat in the same foods. You will you will have the same routine. The time zones exact. Uh, the yeah. time zones like different, isn't it? But it's all, it's it's the comforts of of being in your own country, isn't it? I know Europe, Europe, Europe's slightly different. We've gone to Italy, so the the food and and whatnot is slightly different. But I mean, it makes such an advantage, doesn't it? But why would you reckon they'd have it on a neutral neutral no, ground? No, there's talks of that. What, what, why? Like you want no, the, no, you I'm want just, the crowds. You want the yeah. You want that side of it. Um, and I, I, I think it's because I, I, I think these guys, these guys are good enough players to be able to deal with any scenario. You know, you know, they come over and win the win the Open Championship. You know, yeah. like they they can deal with anything. These players and and a lot of our players play in America. Majority of our players play in America, so that shouldn't be an issue either. It, it, no. To me, it's purely the fact that there must be they must be so. Um, the partisan crowd. Yeah. Yeah. Makes such a difference when people just, cheer and you to boo Yeah. And because and, ultimately, like, I, I look at it and think, ah, oh, like, don't boo him. You don't need to, but like, you don't need no. to walk on the first tee and be booed by a player, like, like by the crowd. Like, like, let's not. What, what are we doing? You know, what are we doing? But, but, but at the end of the day, we get that in the States and we get that yeah. in Europe and it's just. So and it I think and, works, doesn't and, it? Well, and the problem also is that is when, the, when, the, when the crowd know this, and it's actually talked about, and they believe that they are making a massive difference. It's only going to get worse. <laughs> of course, it is. Of course it is. You know, it's Beth Page next. Beth Page. Wow, that is brutal. Tiger that's Woods the toughest, captain. toughest golf. Go- is he? No, that's from just throwing out there. And you're throwing that out there. Won his um, first major there, didn't he? Or one, one of one of his first. Well, Brooks Kepka won it in the PGA Championships yeah. around there. It, it, that is the toughest golf course I have ever had the the pleasure of experiencing. Mm. I was well and truly happy being beaten up by that golf course <laughs> and it did beat me up one <laughs> yeah, Beth Page Black one Dan Hendrickson zero <laughs> well I think that was a good chat today Bernie um, oh, I think well, that wraps up we'll let the people decide we'll let the people decide but I think that wraps up quite nicely the Ryder Cup I thought the Ryder Cup was exceptional for the Europeans 
I still believe that the Americans hold their heads high and say we played well, but the Amer- Europeans just played better, in my opinion. Outplayed. Outplayed. Yeah. Absolutely right. Well, I think that's it. Thank you very much for your time, Bernie. Thank you very much for watching and yeah. listening to this week's podcast, episode five. We move on to episode Will six. Will there be an episode six? Will there be an episode six? Thanks for watching. Just want to take this opportunity to thank our sponsors of this particular podcast, Just Golf Online. Please go and check out their website for the latest deals and savings. Thanks for watching and thanks for your support.